What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another installment of Bringing the Heat podcast. We have a great podcast lined up for you today. We have an interview with um, Coastal Carolina pitcher Zach McCambly. Um, he's another kid that is a local that um, you know we are really excited for and to interview. Um, he's only a sophomore, but he's pitched a, a ton of games already for Coastal Carolina, so super excited for this interview. Before we get to that interview, though, this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Train on Main. Baseball season's here, so those of you that you know want to get in a last-minute lift session before you know your season starts on Monday, yes, that's right, I said it, high school baseball starts on Monday. So all our high school listeners, college season's already started, but go out there, get your lifts in, all right, see Dan at Train on Main, he will help you add some velocity to your fastball, get some more bat speed, he's going to make you stronger, faster, better, he'll help you better yourself, Train on Main is a true, intimate, one-on-one setting there it's great training and they will work on anything you want to work on um, so make sure to visit them at 427 main street Stroudsburg, pa and ask for dan all right and you can also follow them on instagram at train on main 427 that is at train on main 427 um, this is also brought to you by our other sponsor oahu golf apparel Make sure you're sporting the best look this summer when you're golfing. You can do that by ordering from Oahu Golf Apparel. They have the flashiest, nicest golf apparel out there. Um, Go check it out. Really nice stuff. You can order it straight off their Instagram page. Um, So make sure you go check them out and show them some love. That is Oahu Golf Apparel. So here we are. We are going to start our interview with Zach McCambly. We hope you enjoy. Um, really excited for this one. So make sure you listen and make sure you share. All right. So we are here with Zach McCambly, pitcher from Coastal Carolina. Zach, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? Pretty good. Can't complain. So finally got you on. Um, you know, your schedule's been a little hectic. Obviously, we're in season now. So traveling on top of classes on top of practices meetings you know i can imagine your schedule is probably pretty hectic right about now yeah uh no doubt especially with the season um going on right now just beginning um we played uh about nine games already uh in two weeks so um you know it's pretty hectic but um it's pretty much what i signed up for so uh yeah yeah, so I mean, you got like you said, you guys. It's pretty crazy, nine games in two weeks. But um, uh, so what's your schedule like? Are you playing double headers? Um, do I don't even really know. I, I watch a lot of college baseball, but do yeah. they? Is it is it double headers on weekends? Like what, what's that like? And what's the traveling like right now? Yeah, so uh, basically what we do is we do three game series. Yep. Um, we play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, usually we'll host a tournament. Um at our place at Springsburg Stadium. That's what we call it here at uh, Coastal. Um, and, yeah, basically we just have different teams from around the country come. Um, right now we haven't played any conference games, but um, we've been playing teams like uh, Michigan State, Illinois, uh, UConn, all these different teams. And uh, and then we play, so we play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then um, during the week we'll have one weekday game, and that's either going to be on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And then um, – so we'll travel here and there, but um, as of the travel, the travel is going to start picking up. Um, uh, so far, we've had <clears throat> six home games of the nine games that we've played. So um, uh, basically, uh, in about two weeks, we're going to go to Seattle, and then we're going to be on the road from there for a couple weeks. Um, going to miss a lot of class, so it's going to be tough. Um but yeah, so we go to Clemson, uh, play Oregon State. Uh, Oregon State was actually the um, College World Series champs last year. Yep. So uh, it's pretty cool that we get to play them. Um, but yeah, the travel travel's crazy. The schedule, obviously, we're, we're not professionals, so we have class to go to yeah. um, during the day. Um, and we have priorities that we have to take care of before we get onto the field. But um, yeah, it's fun. I really wouldn't trade it for much. Um, I think it's definitely a learning experience, and uh, not a lot of people get to do it. So um, I think it's just cool that, you know, we have a chance to be at a nice, nice campus, 
uh, with a nice stadium, with a very good uh, baseball program that, you know, gets a lot of wins and expects greatness. So, yeah, that's pretty much that. Yeah, I mean, what, 2016 national champions? Yeah, um, there's still a couple guys from that 2016 team that are actually um, on the team right now, and they're just basically kind of like our core leaders, as you'd expect. Um, they know, you know, what it takes to get to the big game and win it all. So um, we're just following their lead. Um, but next year, we won't have anybody on that 2016, 2016 team. So, you know, this year is like the year that they really want to do it again. So we're going to see what happens with that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty exciting. Coastal, again, that was kind of, not that Coastal's always had a pretty good program, but that kind of really put them on the map, you know, so pretty cool, oh, especially because yeah, no South Carolina, you know, tons of D1 schools in that state. Mm, um, no doubt. Along, I mean, with Clemson, one of the one of the better, they've had a good baseball program for a long time. South Carolina, you know, so, I mean, pretty cool to see them do well in 2016, and I actually interviewed... Um, Danny Urbeck from he was from Pleasant Valley, but he played at Radford, so he was kind of telling us the same thing. But um, I kind of want to go back to your, you know, the college lifestyle, and by that I mean education, because I think a lot of um, people that watch baseball, especially college baseball, kind of forget that aspect of the student athlete life not just you know you're not just an athlete you're a student athlete and um you know i played at, at a juco I, I say this a lot because i like to compare the two how they're different and yeah. um you know juco you know it's still the same thing i mean we actually needed a 3.0 to play uh so a little bit more difficult i know a lot of schools are a little bit more lenient with that but um you know we had games tuesday thursday doubleheader saturday doubleheader sunday yeah. So, I mean, I would think that the the game schedule was a little more difficult only because there wasn't really a travel period, per se. Like, we weren't staying overnight anywhere. We weren't going thousands of miles away. Exactly, so, definitely yeah. a lot different um, from the JUCO standpoint than than uh, the Division One um, standpoint. But how is – so, what happens when you – obviously, you guys go into Seattle for a couple weeks. How does that, you know – how do you get your work done? Because it's not easy, you know? Yeah, um, it's definitely not easy at all. Um, we have this advisor. His name is uh, Walter Goffier, and he's um, on the coaching staff, and um, we call him our advisor. Um, he takes care of all that. Um, we're on the road. Um, he makes sure that we have tutors with us, and uh, we, have, we have study all the time that um, when we're not playing games and we're back at the hotels that we stay at. Um we make sure that we get our work done. Um, our teachers um, are more lenient with us. They uh, they completely understand that we're on the road. Uh, we have to email them because, you know, we have to be responsible about it. Um, and, yeah, they, um, they email us what we have to do for our work, and then we turn it in whenever the people that are in class have to turn it in. Um, so basically it's just like having classes on the road and no teachers. Um as of the class when you're here, um, if you're playing on a game on Friday and you have class 10, 11, and 12, they expect you to go to all those classes and get all that work done before you even go to the field. Um, but yeah, the traveling, definitely not a lot of people understand, um, and it's totally, I totally get it. They don't really understand the whole student-athlete. They just think it's baseball, 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 or football, 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 or basketball. Um, a lot of it really goes into academics. I mean, obviously, I'm over on the field all the time. Um, I spend most of my day there. I'm probably there eight, nine hours out of the day anyway. Um, but, yeah, the school the schoolwork just makes it harder. I mean, on top of that, you have homework. Um, they have to get done on due dates. Um, college is a lot. Um, a lot of online stuff that you got to get in at a certain time. Midnight's usually the, the, the hour of the night that you got to get it in. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, and there's no excuses. They don't, they don't, they don't really go easy on you. Um, as I said before, the teachers are definitely uh, more lenient with us, and they completely understand what we go through. But um, they still expect us to get our work in. Uh, there's no freebies, um, and especially with this school, um, they just they really make sure that they're honest about it. Um, there's no slacking. Our advisor, Coach Goffigan, he he doesn't let us slack. Um, Billy, our head coach, he um, 
he's very big on academics and he says we go he puts student uh students before athletes and um yeah so yeah no doubt it's definitely difficult but um i mean you can definitely manage it and you can still have a good time being a normal college kid you just have just extra responsibilities on your shoulders now, the, do they give you, like, a syllabus at the beginning of the year? Like, I know when I was in college, they give you, like, a syllabus at the at the beginning of the semester and basically it has all your work outlined for you, um, which kind of helps you, you know, I know it helped me for when, you know, I knew things were due. I mean, there was people on, on my, our travel buses that were literally having their laptops out writing papers <laughs> and stuff, like, because they knew that that there was deadlines because, you know, you got that syllabus in the beginning of the year and, you know, there's not much time to do stuff. So, you know, you're trying to get it done. So people are writing essays and papers on the bus to the games. And sometimes we would travel four or five hours for games on bus. So, I mean, you had a lot of time, but I don't know about you, but that would make me nauseous as hell. So I made sure I got my work uh, done ahead of time. Yeah, no doubt. Um, That's funny that you say that. Um, I know last year a bunch of times I was writing papers on the road coming back because we have like uh, we we do fly a lot and um, I do write a lot of papers in the airport uh, when we're sitting waiting around for a plane. Sometimes we have a layover. Sometimes we gotta wait three hours at a time, hour to three hours. So you know that's a really good time to knock out some homework. Um, the bus we have a bunch of on our bus we this charter bus and um, there's a bunch of outlets and we all got chargers for our stuff and. Charge our phones up, charge our laptops, do our work on there. So, yeah, it's basically the same. Um, we get services in the beginning. Um, and, you know, I definitely would like to say that I get my work done ahead of schedule, but I never do, ever. Um, especially because the syllabus tells us what to do. But, um, yeah, I mean, we do get syllabuses, and, uh, you know, we try and follow it the best we can. Um and yeah, but we but we do do our work also on the bus and in the airport as well. Yeah, and it, it's not easy because I mean, also you, you gotta people gotta understand you know traveling is not easy. That shit makes you so tired. Like I know from sitting on the bus, like you could sleep the entire way and you still get off that bus like, damn, I feel tired. Cause you literally just sat there and did absolutely nothing for hours on end. Same with sitting in an airport and anything like that. Like it's miserable. Traveling is miserable. No doubt. And, and, uh, just quick little story. Last year, um, we went to Louisiana. We put uh, Louisiana Lafayette, and that was where our conference tournament was. And um, so we won the whole thing. We won. We won our conference, the Sun Belt Conference. Um, so instead of getting us a flight back home, like we flew into there, we we got a bunch of sleeper buses, and we had like eighteen beds on each sleeper bus. It was like a bunch of bunk beds, and we rode that whole way back, the whole way back. It was like. It was like 18 hours all the way back to South Carolina from Louisiana Lafayette. Oh. And, um, I mean, it was, it was kind of cool. It was kind of like one of those RVs. Yeah. But it just held way more people. And, um, yeah, like, it, it was literally 18 hours. Um, we did all our homework. Oh, at that point, actually, school was done. School, that's the best part, honestly, when school gets done and then you don't have anything to worry about with baseball. That's Wait, the best time. What is that, honestly. like, the last, like, month or so yeah that yeah that's, that's literally like I'm trying to think the date it's like may because we get done um down here around may last year we were done may 3rd mm-hmm. and we were still playing on like you want to play the whole summer obviously because you want to make it to omaha but if you don't like you still don't have to worry about school which is awesome so that's the best time for me i think just when it's finally like re- really really nice out it's nice and hot you know when you get a a very rare off day and you're still home you can go to the pool chill for a little bit you know take your mind off stuff but um not having to worry about homework all the time so yeah that's my favorite part honestly um so i got a quick funny story so you got you know you got your luxury uh 18 passenger bed but bed bus um so i got a funny story and i can say this now because um, i graduated i'm i'm out of the program i won't i won't say where i played at but um just because this story is not the best story so uh so you know it's my freshman year um 
I actually had played a lot because we had a lot of injuries, so I had pitched a lot. Um, but coming out of high school, I was not a drinker. I didn't drink. I never went to parties. I didn't do anything. Like I was a homebody through and through. I came home every day at like uh, five o'clock, six o'clock. I was in bed by like nine o'clock. I was just a lame high school kid. And so I get to college uh, again at the JUCO level, and you know we had a game. We had, we played double headers on weekends, so. It was a Friday night after class. I commuted 40 minutes to school every day. I didn't even um, I didn't even stay on campus because uh, my financial aid wouldn't even cover it. So um, I commuted every day 40 minutes. And so uh, a buddy of mine was like, "Hey, why don't we all go out? Uh, you guys all come over. We'll hang out. My parents are away for the weekend." So we go there. We're playing a game called Quates, uh, which is a game from our area. Most people don't even know what that is. It's like a redneck version of horseshoes. And they're, they break out the booze. And so I start drinking. Now, mind you, again, a, high, a kid who's you know, 18, 19, never drank before. Um, and I just get completely obliterated. Like to the point where I black out. I don't know what's going on. And... I wake up the next morning with my clothes off, um, and my buddies wake my my teammates wake me up and are like, "Yo, we gotta go. The bus is about to leave." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" I wake up, I walk down the steps, I throw up in my friend's bathroom, I put my pants on. I'm not even clothed, completely clothed. Put my pants on. We get to the field, or we get to the 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 school. The bus is there. I go on the bus. I get dressed. Now, my, thank God our head coach is not on the bus yet because we are expected to be on the bus before he is. I haven't brushed my teeth, so I smell like alcohol. Um, so they stop at McDonald's. So they stop at McDonald's on before we get before we get really going. And I smell my one friend's sandwich, and I go to the back of the bus and throw up into <laughs> into the toilet (laughs) it was miserable so then i get to the field and thank all i have to say is thank god we played the shittiest team you could possibly play because i didn't see the field nor was i expected to see the field and i slept the entire game both games wow i woke up my friends are like zach it's time to go back on the bus i hopped on the bus and i fell asleep for the rest of the ride home Wow. And let's just say I I, uh, never um, really drank like that again. That ruined (laughs) my experience. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, Juco life is a little different, but uh, that was that's something that, you know, I will never forget. It was an experience um, and a story I'll never, you know, you're going to make stories from being in college. It's just the way it is, good or bad. And that's just one that, you know, I'll just never, Never ever forget forget it. (laughs) <laughs> That's so, uh, so anyway, what's the weather like there? Because up here it's freezing cold. Yeah, it's about sixty-three right now. Um, it was like seventy-two today. Uh, the weather's been nice. I mean, obviously they have, we have our days where you know it's a uh, it's a little cold. I mean, I've adapted a little bit though. Um, me being up north, living up north my whole life, um, I came down here and like. I loved it when it was even like 50 degrees out because I know what it's like to be in the cold. Mm-hmm. Now, um, like I'm real cold when it's 50 degrees. I got my flip flops on all the time. Um, and I like it better when it's 80, but, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's nice down here. It's definitely better than where I'm from. So yeah. Do you, uh, like, do you come home ever? Do you ever come back up here? Yeah. So basically, um, I'm gone. I got my first semester, which is from August to December, and then January to May. Um, I come home for um, Christmas and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So I come over for Thanksgiving break. I got about a week, and then Christmas, I got about three and a half weeks. Um, and then after this season is over, depending on how far we make it, um, they send they send us a, a bunch of different summer balls, summer ball school or summer ball programs. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year I got sent to Macon, Georgia. And that's uh, all the way in the bottom of Georgia. It's called the Coastal Plains League. And um, I basically was there for half the summer. 
uh, it depends on how much you play during the season and how much, how many innings you get, or all that kind of stuff. So I was there for about half the season, or for half the summer. Then I came back, and then I went home for a week, and then I came back again. So I'm basically here for most of the year. Um, I basically just come back for a couple weeks at a time, and then I'm done. So I usually spend most of my time down here. Yeah, you're lucky. I, I my wife and I love South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. We go to Myrtle Beach almost every year, so I, I'm highly jealous. <laughs> um, and you kind of answered my other question. I had another question about your summer baseball. Um, so you played in Georgia. Now, does that switch up every year? Yeah. Um, so this year I'm going to go up to Massachusetts, and uh, I don't know if you know anything about the um, Cape Cod League. Oh yeah. Premier, the best, the best summer league out there. Yeah, that that, that league is really good. Um, I'm gonna go play up there uh, this year at whenever we are done playing. Um, and I'll also have to be there for the whole summer, no matter even if I get 90 innings this year. Uh, basically, because uh, Coach Gilmore, our head coach, just wants us to go up there to get as much exposure as we can. Now, are you? Now, I know you played in a travel um, organization up here, and there's two other people from the same travel organization. Are you gonna link up with them, Cole Stetzer and uh, Mason Black? Yeah, uh, those are my boys. I love them. Um, yeah, we played baseball U together. Um, I know uh, Mason's at Lehigh and Cole's at St. Joe's. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure you know. When we, I think Mason's going up. Are they both going up there? I think yeah, they both are. They both are. Yeah, you, I dropped that one on you. You didn't even know I knew who they were. That's right. I forgot about all. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely link up. I'm sure we'll go fishing or something. Um, I actually you know, rec- I recruited both of them to play on my summer team when they were in high school. Because I, I played on a on a local summer league down here um, called the Blue Mountain League. And uh, so it's kind of like local college kids and former college players go and play. There's some former pro guys that play in that league. So it was just something, you know, I, I, I tried to get more high school kids that were going on to play college. I had nowhere to play. So yeah. I got those yeah, two um, to come play for us. For They only played for a year, obviously, because we knew yeah, yeah. once they went to college, they were going to get in a better summer league. But Yeah, those um, I love those two. Those dudes are my boys. Um, I hope that we get to like face each other. Um, I know there's, I know that uh, up in Cape Cod and uh, Massachusetts, I I know it's it's all kind of close together. I know like the longest bus ride is like forty five minutes. Yeah. Um, when I went to Macon, Georgia, and played in the Coastal Plains League, the CPL League, um, my longest bus ride was like six and a half, seven hours. Um, that that's terrible. Um, if you go. You ever heard of the Northwoods League? No. Well, the Northwoods League is like one of the top premier ones as well. Um, usually those guys have like 11 to 12 hour bus rides. So Holy hell. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of brutal. Um, I hate bus rides. I hate traveling unless it's by plane. Um, yeah, so yeah, we'll definitely wake up, I'm sure. It'll definitely be cool. Um, I know they're both studs, so... Yeah, I mean, Mason was a catcher, and then, like, they just turned him into a pitcher, and he throws cheese. Well, <laughs> well the, thing, the thing is, with him is, because uh, he used to catch me, even, when we played, because he's one year younger. He's a freshman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a year younger, So, and he played up with us. So we'd play, and he'd throw it back to me. Like, I'd, I'd throw it to him, and then he'd throw it back to me, and I would, re- I like, notice how heavy his ball was. And I, like... I was. I remember talking one day. I was just like, "Dude, are you gonna ever like try pitching or something like that?" And you know, here we are now. And he's a pitcher at Lehigh, and he's a stud. So hopefully, you know, he gets to keep keep doing that with his uh, whole arm thing because you know it's working out for him so far. Yeah, I'd say so. And and Cole was an absolute stud pitching and playing short. So all around, he is a stud. I love him. Um. So, last thing about the traveling. Do you guys game on your bus? <laughs> um, by game, you mean, you ever heard of, um, oh, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. <sighs> well, I'll just tell you that up here, we, uh, 
put a big, like a 32 inch TV in the middle of two seats, hook a place, <laughs> hook a PlayStation up to that bitch and play. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't do that, but we definitely, um, try to think. it's like a game that you don't use anything. It's just you and your body. Poke, I, Pokemon go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, um, I'm pissed that I can't think of this right now. Hopefully, by the end of this, I can think of it, but I'm going to try and think of it. But it's very fun. It, it makes the bus rides go be shorter. I'll tell you that. Well, I'm interested because I don't know if it... I. It's either tag or I spy are the only two things that I know that don't include um, any equipment. Uh, I'm going to think of it. I'll think of it. So... Uh, you already answered. You've answered a lot of these, and I haven't even asked them, which is good. That's a good thing. Uh, toughest team you've had a pitch against so far in your in your. I know. I know you're only a sophomore, so. Yeah. Um. I actually I threw a decent amount last year against a a a, a bunch of different teams. So I'm glad you asked that. I know that. Well, that's why I asked because I know last year as you played a lot as a freshman. Yeah, which was cool, by the way. It was. It definitely was cool. You know, as a freshman to just be able to come in and have the coaches think think, think highly of you mm-hmm. and uh, not just get thrown to the curb and to the side because there's older guys here um, or redshirted I mean you see yeah, a ton of you see a ton of freshmen get redshirted just because you know maybe they're they're high high like the coaches are high on them but you know maybe there's no place for them to play right away so you know no, a lot no, of and see freshmen get kid, redshirted all the time the kids here too you know they're just they're all so good at what they do um like everyone's so talented you don't really have like a like a scrub player you know what i mean like you don't really have a bad player Mm -hmm. um but yeah toughest team that i've ever thrown against probably honestly i'm gonna say clemson definitely clemson i would think that's probably pretty good i actually my very first outing ever my first appearance ever um, last year, my first game ever, my first inning, first pitch of my college career, I threw against Oklahoma. And we ended up winning that game in 12 innings. And I threw three scoreless innings that game and snuck a win. So I started off my career 1-0. and <laughs> From a snake. From a snake. I got a little snake win. Um, and I just remember getting interviewed and I just don't even remember anything about that night, honestly. So honestly, I want to say Clemson was the toughest, was the toughest, you know, players I've ever pitched against. Mm-hmm. But Oklahoma is still by far my favorite game I've ever pitched so far. And I wasn't even starting at that time. I was just a reliever. Because it was the first one. It was the very first one, and I just can't even remember anything about it because I was so it's almost like going back to your story about blacking out just with alcohol I basically just blacked out after that game was over yeah I mean you'll always you'll always remember your first one I think that'll always be the most special like even even when you go you make it to the pro level like you're always going to remember your first minor league win you'll probably always remember your first major league win that's just you know it's a first and I, I think like I always think to myself, like, why can't I remember? Like, why can't I remember what happened? The only thing I remember is that we won on a walk-off single. That's the only thing I remember because I was so locked in that night, and it was my first time. And there were thousands of people there, and it was so hype, and it was crazy, and it was like just like the first time, little eighteen-year-old kid throwing out there against twenty, twenty-two-year-olds, and. I don't know. It was just awesome. I think that night, I'll really never forget that night, um, even though I don't remember much of it, just because, you know, the whole blackout thing. But, yeah. As as for your question, I'm going to say Clemson. But for a different question, if you had, my favorite game was uh, the Oklahoma game, just because I wasn't a starter yet. I was still in the bullpen, and it was my first one ever. Uh, that's not a bad answer. Um, <laughs> oh, shit, I just had a question, and now I forgot. Um how hard are you throwing nowadays? All right, so um, when I was in high school, my senior year, I was about 88 to 90. I'd hit a 91 here and there, but mostly like 88, 89. Um, I come to college and I start, you know, 
really working out and um i start to eat better start to get stronger uh, i'm sure you know what driveline baseballs are uh my brother-in-law works for driveline really awesome yep. <laughs> um this program is really big on driveline baseballs yep um and keep in mind in high school up in mount pocono pennsylvania we don't have driveline really i'm trying to uh i've been working with some guys from pocono mountain and kids individually to try to get this to get driveline known up here and i'm completely behind on that i'll back anybody up on that because my velo and i'm not just saying crediting, crediting everything to driveline but I'm giving them some credit because I do the I do the drive line balls every day, mm-hmm. and my velocity jumped up from 88 to 90 to 91, 94, and being able to top out at 95. Yeah, I mean drive line is, I, and and if you do a full like, do you guys do a whole drive line off season workout, or is it more of the like plyo like warm up stuff? It's really it's it's the plyo warm up stuff. Um, it's all about like strengthening your scaps and your shoulders and your arms and your obviously your legs. But you know, like a lot of that, a lot of the velo jump and everything, you know, goes into you know how you work out. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, how you eat, how you train your body, all that kind of stuff. But I really do credit a lot of that stuff to those driveline balls because I was never exposed to it in high school. So I'm out there, this kid this 17, 18 year old kid who doesn't have J bands, doesn't do driveline, doesn't lift. I'm basically just up there, a fat kid on the mound trying to make his way at 88, 89, hitting 90, 91 here and there. And then you come here and you just change your body, get on the driveline and then you make a VO jump. It's just insane to me, I think. I think it's cool. Yeah, I mean those guys at driveline, they all eat right, they all lift right. I mean, that's a that's a huge part of their criteria there. So obviously that's important, but I mean the running guns that they do there, like I watched the videos, Trevor Bowers huge on those. Like the the running gun stuff cuz I know for myself uh, I was the first group to do driveline at our college. And so my freshman year I was like 82 topping out and then I went from yeah. 82 to 88, 89, uh, I think I topped that at 90 my last year. So, I mean, I had a huge, huge jump in one year doing it. It's insane, right? Isn't it insane? It's only a year. One whole year. I mean, I'm not, I'm I'm only 19. (laughs) I I mean, I'm one of the youngest. My birthday's in May. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't even turn 20 until May. And literally in one year, what, like, you can do to make yourself better with those driveline baseballs and the way you lifting and the working out and all that kind of stuff, the way you eat your diet, all that kind of stuff. Like it's literally insane what you can do to your body and how you can play better in a year. Yeah, it's they've definitely changed the game. I mean, and I've talked about it before. I mean, Trevor Bauer's career almost looked like it was going in the tank, and you know he found a home there. And the guy was, I think, he was fifth or sixth in the Cy Young voting last year. If he wouldn't have gotten hurt, he probably is in the top three in Cy Young voting. Yeah, that dude is stupid good. I'm definitely a fan of Trevor Bauer. Yeah. So who do you guys who are you guys playing next? Um, we got Illinois uh, tomorrow. I'm actually pitching tomorrow, so. Well, good luck. Cool. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, they just flipped into the top 25 too, by the way, in the country. So they're number 25 in the country after last weekend because they had a very good weekend. Are you guys ranked or no? Yeah, we're 19. Okay. Right now, we're 19th in the country as of now. Um, I'm pretty sure we finished right around that last year as well. Um, so we got UConn on Saturday, which is going to be a very big game because they beat us in our regional last year. Hmm. Uh, we hosted a regional here home, and um, they sent us home on like a walk-off home run or something like that, and that didn't sit well with any of us, and it pissed us off. So that's going to be your game on Saturday. Um and then Sunday, I don't, I don't know who we got Sunday. All I know is that this weekend is going to be a tough weekend for us, and um, we're excited. We need to really we, we try to sweep every weekend, but um, and then next week we have two big games too. We play Wake Forest twice, Tuesday and Wednesday, back to back. Ooh, yeah, Wake Forest has always has a good baseball program. Yes, no doubt. They're uh, honestly, we we treat everybody the way I go into it is just treating everyone the same whether it's 
I don't know, if it's Michigan State or it's, you know, Vanderbilt, like, we're all, we're just going to treat the team the same way we treat anybody. Oh, yeah. so, and that's how you don't get beat, honestly. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you can't go in there thinking that you're going to shit on a team because it just, it, it very well could not happen that day. Exactly. That's just how baseball works, man. Um, um, one question I did have, are you guys ever going to play Mississippi State or do you play Mississippi State? Um, I know that Mississippi State's really good. Um, especially this year. I know they got a couple sophomores that are unreal. Um, but the only way we'd see Mississippi State is if we saw them in Omaha. So you'll never, you wouldn't play them at Mississippi State. We would not, which is unfortunate because I know that their stadium is nice um, and expensive. I was just gonna give you uh, some tips if you play there because have you ever seen the thing that if a guy if a pitcher walks someone on four pitches what they do (laughs) yes i've seen that and i'm glad that you bring that up because um we were at louisiana like i said and um they're they're called the raging cajuns yep and their fans are the exact same just not as many people (laughs) so when I tell you, so I remember last year um, I was pitching. I started one one of the games. I don't remember. Really, it was on Sunday on our weekend series. We were playing them three times, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And um, I was pitching, and I started throwing these balls, right? And it was ball three, and the whole crowd was just screaming, ball four, ball four. And then it just kept going and going and going until I threw, like, my sixth straight ball. So then finally – my head co- or my uh, pitch coach came out, calmed me down, and we got through it or whatever. But yeah, you know those fans are ruthless, and um, I definitely know what you're talking about. That yeah, I mean that's probably the one of the most intimidating things I have ever watched, um, <laughs> especially as someone who was a pitcher. Like the most fans I probably ever pitched in front of was maybe 200, and so like to see thousands among among thousands of people chanting ball five but i think it got up to like 11 yeah, in a row I remember that perfectly. um and i'm just like i feel so bad for this guy <laughs> he's like yeah. there's nothing that he could have done like he was just mind fucked it's insane no doubt those fans are ruthless that's how college is man that's what i love about it honestly oh yeah the passion is just so much different it's insane especially down south oh no doubt like i said i keep bringing louisiana up but like those people are ruthless. They're crazy. And the thing is, like, they're like that during the game, and then the minute you get out of the game, like, the minute the game's over, they, like, flip a switch, and they're the complete opposite. Like, the most open arms, most welcoming people ever. It's just for that two, three hours in the game, like, they're just going to get on you. Yeah, I mean, that's their life. You know, college college baseball down there is huge i mean that it's like the same with college football like they they love their college sports down there no doubt i agree um so kind of coming going back to being up from the poconos northeast um did you get any looks uh pro looks out of high school uh yeah um i had i had probably six or seven maybe like five, six guys come to my games. Um, like I said, you know, being a, like a 6'2 righty um, out of high school, you know, I, I really was, you know, I just wasn't throwing the velo that they were looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I was like 88, 89, 88, 90. I was, on, I was hitting 91s. Um they didn't really, you know. They still came to watch because I had a very good breaking ball. I always, I've always had a good breaking ball in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they showed interest. Um, I talked to them after games. I remember specifically talking to the Tampa Bay Rays guy a couple times. He was a nice guy. I forget his name, but cool dude. Um, but yeah, they definitely. Um, I don't know if you remember Mike Nickerack. Mike Nickerack. Oh yeah, I remember him. I've tried to get yeah. him on the pod. No answer. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> I think you know where I'm coming from with that. Yeah, I, I do. I do. <laughs> um, it wasn't like 30 guys like him out of high school. Um, but yeah, I had five or five or six dudes, you know, come up and just show interest, which I thought was cool. But um, I definitely have a chip on my shoulder just because I never got a call 
um, or anything in the draft in um, 2017. So definitely once 2020 rolls around, we're going to see what happens. But um, well, I yeah, think uh, I think 2020, especially if you keep. You know, you keep progressing the way you've progressed. I think that you're going to be uh, pleasantly surprised with where you're taking it in 2020. <laughs> I hope so, man. You know, you know, this is basically what I just have been trying to do my whole life. So, um, you know, I'm just very fortunate to be at a program where um, they take care of you and they really care about like what you eat and how you train. Um, and honestly, just the the schoolwork, you know. Nothing's really easy here, and it's all earned, and I think that's the coolest thing about it. And I think it's cool that nothing's really given here. So, um, you know, I'm going to keep that chip on my shoulder, and we're going to see what happens. So, Yeah, I mean, and let's be I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, yeah, it would have been great if you would have been drafted at all when you graduated high school but i mean how hard it would be hard to pass up what you got at coastal to be a 30th round pick you know exactly no no it's not yeah i completely agree like i said i bring nick rack up again um it wasn't that kind of ordeal like it wasn't anywhere near that you know like i didn't go to those perfect games and i wasn't seen like that and um but you know, just to have those guys there show interest was cool, and I thought it was just cool for my name to even be in like the, kind of the conversation, you know. But like I said, twenty twenty, once that rolls around, I don't want to just kind of be in the conversation. I want to be like in it, in it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, without a doubt. And so you never went the perfect game at all. Um, I've been. I didn't go to the Under Armour and all that kind of stuff. I went to. I played baseball U, but I went to. Um, I went to one perfect game event, and that was with, you know Coach Wells. Uh, Ever heard of Coach Wells? He's he's the new, he's the New Jersey baseball U. Um, I mean, I used to coach at guy. baseball U, so I know all the people from Scranton. I'm not a hundred percent. Yeah, so you know Coach Guy and all them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great guy, by the way. I love him. But um, yeah, uh, we went down. They have like this national team where we get everybody. We get baseball U, uh, Pennsylvania. Baseball U, Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And they get of all them dudes, and we go down to, um, Florida. Uh, we go down Florida, I think. I think it's Florida. Yeah, I, I, think don't it, know. I think it's Florida. We went down, and that's the only perfect game event I went to, really. And then, I don't know if you've ever, you ever heard of the area code games? Yep. Okay, I played in the area code games. Now, funny story was, at my tryout, so there's two mounds as a pitcher, okay? Mm-hmm. You're, if you're on, when you're on the left mound, you need to hit a certain velocity to get to the right mound. <laughs> All right. So you got to hit like 88 miles per hour to get onto the right mound. Mm-hmm. So I hit 88 or whatever, right? And I'm trying my hardest to keep in mind, and these kids there are just, you know, throwing at like 85%, 88, right? Yep. I get to the right mound, I'm like 91. I maybe hit a 92, maybe. So... Finally, I got a call back, and they said that I made it, and that was cool and everything, right? So I get there. It's in Long Beach. Awesome experience, by the way. It was cool. Got a bunch of free stuff. Um, I was the slowest throwing righty at the event. There were guys coming in that were throwing 92, 95, 97, and I'm over here throwing 88 to 90. And I just don't ever want to feel that way again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I completely understand. I know, like, Velocity really isn't all what it's worked up to be. Um, and if you can really pitch, you can pitch at whatever speed. Uh-huh. But um, at the end of the day, I just don't want to have that feeling again. And I always keep that feeling in my head and in my mind. Like, all right, I'm not going to be the one that's – I'm not going to be that odd man out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, so, I, completely, I completely understand. And, and I think, you know – I think that, you know, what you did and the path that you're taking was the best path, you know, like, you know, Nicarag situation, you know, two and a half million dollars thrown your way is a lot of money. But I think it's pretty cool that, you know, without really going to perfect game, you know, he didn't you didn't go to all those events to get still get pro uh, exposure is crazy. Yeah. um, You know, I just I honestly think baseball you for that honestly like i really thank coach thank coach guy for that because you know um 
he's actually the guy who got Coastal to even come watch me play up in, um, you know, Diamond Nation, yep. New Jersey. Yep. First time Coastal ever saw me play was up in New Jersey. Coach Guy got them to uh, come up and fly up and watch me pitch, and the rest is history from there. Um, but I credit them a lot for that. I think that Baseball U is one of the best, if not the best program up in the Northeast. Honestly, I truly believe that. Uh, yeah, I would definitely say so. I mean, you look at their history, and it would be um, hard to put another travel organization, at least you know, relatively close, up to par with them. I mean, they're they. You look at who's. I mean, you got the McCarthy brothers in the big. Alex Killeroff. Yeah, Killeroff. I mean, there, there's um, just dudes funneling out of there, going D one, high end D twos. Uh, so I mean, baseball U is definitely you know if you're if you're a parent of a child who wants to play travel ball, that is the organization to go to, and the people are just great there. Like the people at baseball U, like if they want you to play, you will play. They will do whatever it takes to to get you to play for them. So I agree. I think I think that they're they're also I think they're the most blue collar um, travel team you can really get on if you're up there. I, I really believe that. Just the way. If you ever been, I know, and you said you've coached there, correct? Yeah, yeah. You've you've been to a practice and you've seen how practices run there. It's not like okay, let's just take BP and infield, outfield, and go home. Like it's it's like especially the way Coach Guy ran practice with us. Like it's like hard practices for three, four hours out of the day. And it's hot, and you're running, and you're conditioning, you're working on your feet, your agility, you're hitting all that kind of stuff so it, it's definitely it reminds me of here honestly it reminds me of coastal yeah i mean and that's awesome so you basically left home and went to something that you kind of feel familiar with already exactly it's basically basically the same thing right? um so was was redshirting ever an option when you got to coastal or you just kind of knew going in like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna play this year as, as a true freshman um, redshirting was never an option, of course, unless I got hurt. Uh-huh. Um, they, they, I pretty much, I had a really good fall because we do a lot of inner squads, so a lot of scrimmages between each other. Mm-hmm. And um, I basically just went in there and I just tried to prove myself. And uh, fortunately, I, I was able to, and I did. And um, they treated me like I was like a big time dude here since the beginning. Um, like I said, I didn't start. As a starter here, I started in the back end of the bullpen um, as like more of a late inning relief closer type guy, and um, I rode that for like maybe 14, 15 innings into my into last year's season, and then they moved me into the Sunday the Sunday night starter. Um, and yeah, so that basically was never an option for me, uh, which was really cool. Um, I, I didn't want a redshirt. I wanted to play right away. Um, and yeah, but Coach Gilmore and Coach Thomas, our pitching coach, just believed that I could pitch and had a pretty good year. So it was cool. Yeah, that's awesome because most freshmen don't really get that option. It just kind of, uh, you know, they, they don't, you know, most of the time freshmen will come in and the coach will just be like, yeah, we're redshirting you, you know, like. Because because why waste a year of eligibility if you're not going to play? Yeah, and I just I think redshirting is is good in a sense, just because you know you're not losing that year of eligibility. You still have another year of eligibility, but um, and you get to lift and get stronger and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't think it would have been the the end of the world for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you're competitive and you want to play, you know. I, I don't think anybody really wants to be redshirted. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, no I, one, yeah, like no one comes into a school and is like, okay, yeah, I want to be redshirted. Like, nah, obviously you want to play. And my mind was just come in and just try and shove and try and be the guy. And um, fortunately, I did pretty well. So, um, and it worked out in my favor. So, yeah, yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, you, I saw the numbers from last year. You did well, and you know, you're off to a pretty good start this year. So. You know, I I think that 
you know, sky's the limit. You just got to keep putting in the work, you know, and, and it seems like without a doubt that that's, you know, part of your, you know, you have the good work ethic, which I think is going to help you when it comes to you talk about draftability, you know, that that's obviously a key factor in that as well is the drive to, to be the best. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Um, you can't you can't really come to this school with all the resources we have. You know, it's it's literally insane. Like, no one really understands it unless you actually come here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No one really understands what you have at the school and all the resources that you have. And because time's gonna fly, you know, like time's already flying. Like it's already my second year, my second season. Like I don't even know where the time went. And already. It started already. You're already in season. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, I'm just gonna take in what I have, and I'm gonna use all my resources until you know my time comes. Um, and even if it doesn't, like, you know, I really wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Um, this place is this place is sick. It's cool. You know, you got the beach like 15 minutes away. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool too. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I'm just gonna take. I'm just gonna use all my resources and then see where it takes me here. Now, did you have any other schools interested in you, or you know, you kind of had your mind set on Coastal once you knew, you know, they were interested? Uh, yeah. Um, when I was a sophomore in high school, that's where I, that's when I started playing for baseball. You. Mm-hmm. And um, we went down to Monmouth. Uh, in New Jersey for a tournament and there was like 20 25 schools there and I remember just hitting a certain velo or something I got taken on this trip by Mammoth so like in Mammoth I talked to Mammoth I talked to uh, East Carolina I talked to basically if you go down um, the east coast Mm -hmm. talked to a lot of schools down there talked to Maryland uh, St. John's I remember talking to St. John's very heavily um, but I actually committed to Coastal my sophomore year in high school. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's so early. But, you know, Very I guess early. it's good to know where you're going, and it's good to know, you know, I guess you could rescind a commitment, but that never really happens. And so yeah. it's good for Coastal to know, like, when they're recruiting, hey, we got, you know, Zach's coming in in, what, 2018. So, you know, that that's going to yeah. – and they already got you penciled in. Yeah, and my reasoning for committing so early was because, um, I don't know, I probably didn't mention this, but um, my grandparents and my dad have been vacationing down here since he was little. Mm -hmm. So I've been coming down here for vacation since I was two years old. So I know the place, and this place is already a home away from home for me. Um, They live down here, actually. So my grandparents live down here. My parents are actually split up. So my dad also lives down here, and they come to all my games all the time. Um, they live about twenty minutes from coastal, twenty minutes from campus. So basically, me coming down here was kind of like a no-brainer, just because we've been talking about it since I was in eighth grade. Like, what if you played baseball at Coastal Carolina when I was in eighth grade? So, and then two years later, it happened. I had the opportunity. Coach Gilmore gave me a scholarship, and then that's my reasoning for committing here so early. That's awesome, though. So you got family right there too, which is, which is great. And there, there really is no like, to me that area is just—it's the most beautiful area. Like it's the best place to be. I love. If somehow this podcast got big and I was making tons of money, I can guarantee I would be moving down there, moving my family down there in a minute. <laughs> no doubt, this place is awesome. Myrtle Beach you really can't beat it. No, it's the clean. The people are great. It's you know just just a nice area all around. Um, so only a couple more questions. So what's it like playing on fields so manicured and nice compared to uh, up up in the northeast? <laughs> yeah, it, um, it, it's kind of crazy. We have this. We have a grounds crew, um, and they take care of that field as if you know it was a major league field we actually have a guy who works on our mounds um he works for the seattle mariners for a couple years and he redid their mounds and all that kind of stuff so like our mounds are top notch our field is perfect um i'm sure you've seen pictures i don't really know yeah um it's really a beautiful stadium um 
and you know I don't really complain about where I'm playing as long as I'm, I get to play but um it's definitely a bonus to be able to you know play on a field that is so well taken care of you know what I mean yeah do you guys have a clubhouse uh yeah our our locker room is right underneath the stadium so you just walk down some stairs and then you make like a left and then you're right in the locker room and then our locker room even our locker room's top-notch stuff it's literally insane just the kind of stuff you have here it's definitely like a culture shock yeah i got here like when i when i left the north in Pocono Mountain east to coming down here and seeing all this stuff and all the resources we have like i really can't explain to you how fortunate like i really am to have this stuff yeah, I mean, I see pictures and stuff. I look at Vanderbilt's always been one of my favorite schools, college schools. Yeah. So I look at what they have, and they actually used to have a thing called uh, NCAA. Like it, it was called Cribs, or it had like the Cribs concept, and it would go through uh, like college ballparks, and it's it's uh, awesome. I have seen that. I've seen that with Clemson's too. Clemson's is really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome to to see, you know. I guess if you work hard enough and you know you put in the effort and you're able to to have those things, you should have them. And so I think it's awesome to to see how how cool you know some college places are. It's like playing at a major league field or like a major league spring uh-huh. training facility. It's insane. It re- it really is, man. <laughs> it really is. And uh, also in the north, just so people know, uh, some fields don't even have dugouts. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is true. That's, <laughs> that's why it's a culture shock. Um, okay. Quick, how long, how many years into Bryce Harper's 13 year contract do you think he'll get? Oh, man. The fact that he went to the Phillies is crazy, by the way. Um, are you a Phillies fan? I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a Yankee fan as well. Um, huge Yankee fan, born, born into a Yankee family. Um, but I don't know what was his contract three hundred thirty million for thirteen years. Yeah, all all uh, and he has a no trade clause, full no trade clause, and he there's no option. Like there's no team option. There's no opt outs. There's nothing. Like he's thirteen years. That's what it is. Oh, so so basically, what he's saying is he wants to finish his career in Philadelphia. He'd be thirty nine if he went all thirteen years. But my question is. How many years into those 13 years does he make it in Philly? Because, oh. I mean, Robinson Cano signed a major deal, and he's out of Seattle or he's Seattle out already. already. He's, where's he at? The Mets, right? Yeah. Which I'm not happy about, by the way. I'm not happy that Robbie Cano went to the Mets. <laughs> but, um, man, I, honestly, I really can't see. They're, they're not bad, though, the Phillies. No, they'll, they'll be good, but the second that they start to struggle or some of those pieces don't work or, yeah. you know, you're going to have this. It's like John Carlos Stanton, you know, he got a 13-year deal, and yeah. he lasted one year of that, and he got traded. You know, I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm not going to go with the normal. I think he's going to last. You're going to go – you think he's going to go the whole 13? I think that not a lot of people are going to say that. But I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna go. That, I'm gonna go six years. So then, when this podcast, you know, go is going on in 13 years from now, I'll make sure to review uh, your pick. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> um, another question: Are there any other players that want to go on the podcast? Man, I guarantee you they would. Matter of fact, I completely forgot about that. That you said that. No, I, I wait. I, I did ask you that. You did. Oh, you I don't even. You said if anybody else wants to, and you know, I've been so busy now with the season going that I completely forgot that you said that. So I'm gonna mention it to them, and I guarantee you get a couple guys. I promise. Um, I didn't even know that I asked you. I know I had, I had asked people, but I don't even remember asking you to be honest with you. Yeah, well, so. yeah, you just mentioned it. You just said if anybody else, if they're interested, and um, I guarantee you they are because they love to talk. They're a bunch of goofballs. So uh, 
I normally like to keep it. I like to to joke around and have fun, but you know, with you guys being in college, I got to keep it a little bit more appropriate because you can't just say whatever you want. So, um, when you make it to Pro Ball, we'll do it again. Well, we could do it again before that, but we'll do it again, and then you can be a little bit more free. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, but other than that, hey, if I get more sponsorship T-shirts, because I we got I got one that I uh, gave to Danny Urbeck, who plays with the Royals. And then I got uh, another one that I just gave out to uh, a listener because I don't have any more, and it was only a medium. So I gave it out to uh, our one listener. Shout out to Anthony for winning the shirt. But next time I get more sponsor shirts, uh, if you give me your address, I'll I'll hit you up and send you one. Sweet. That sounds great, man. Um, Other than that, anything you want to plug, anything you want to say? Honestly... I'm just going to be honest. I feel like I've said everything I've wanted to say. I got a lot off my chest. I feel. That's good. That's good. I That's thought it was cool. And I like, cool. I like to hear, you know, the whole the whole point is, you know, get stories out there, baseball stories. What's better than baseball stories, you know? Nothing. There's nothing better. Baseball stories, college stories. Yeah. Your, your, your little college story was, was hilarious, too. Oh, I have, be- I have better ones, but I have to wait until I make it big time because uh, <laughs> some of them are really bad. I got you, no doubt. Um, all right, man. Well, it was a it was a pleasure doing this again. Good luck this season. Um, I I hope for nothing but good things. And you know, I think you know from what I, everything I've heard. Because honestly, we've never really spoke. We have we have mutual friends, but we've never spoke spoken before. So I have to say, based on what I've heard today, you know, your work ethic seems incredible. And I think that you know, when twenty twenty rolls around, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. And uh, thank you for allowing me to get on this. I appreciate it, too. No problem. Anytime you want to come on, let me know. I know that uh, I know, you know, Rob Whalen. Um, yeah, he's actually a buddy of mine. He's going to I know that you I don't know if you know that he officially retired, but uh, I do. he uh, he's going to come on a little bit more often. So I think he might be my my other guy here with me here soon. So uh, that'll awesome. be fun. That sounds great. Awesome. All right, man. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right. And that was our interview with Zach McCambly. I cannot thank him enough for coming on. I have to say college life is not easy. So finding the time to, to come talk to us, is it was great. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I hope all of you out there enjoy it. Um, again, good luck to him this season. It was, again, a pleasure. Um, I say this all the time. I feel like every time I do an interview, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite interview. But I just think it's because so every interview is so different. It just makes it that much more exciting to do. And, and I go back and I listen. I'm just like, Man, I would I wish I would have asked him this or that, but you know, at the end of the day, each interview just seems to go to go well, and I really enjoy it. And so, um, thanks again to Zach, and uh, I hope all of you out there listening really enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you go follow him on Twitter and follow his career. I mean, kid has a bright future. Um, I, I follow him because he is a local kid, and so you know he's done well so far in his young career at Coastal, and I think sky's the limit for him. So make sure you go out and you pay attention to him he's a name to know i I, without a doubt think that he will be drafted within a a respectable uh round when uh 2020 rolls around so thanks for listening everybody again episode 29 will come out next week i'll review some ufc stuff uh and i'll dive a little bit more into bryce harper and all that stuff but have a good weekend everybody see Yeah.